Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. And welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple in Under 10 Minutes. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. And today we have a very simple concept that comes up surprisingly often when we're talking to new passive investors. Now, if you've listened to our episodes before, you understand that we are value-add multifamily operators. So we like to buy assets that are already performing from day one. They're already generating positive cash flow, And we go into these assets and we make improvements to increase their valuation, right? And so we're getting the best of all worlds. And one of the things that surprises people during this whole process is that these are assets that continue to perform throughout the renovations. So from day one, when we purchase an asset, it's delivering cash flow distributions. So Dan, what is a cash flow distribution and why is it so cool and why is it also so surprising when passive investors first learn about it? Yeah, I think a lot of people coming into the um, uh, multifamily investing space are coming from uh, either uh, just having experience in the stock market or maybe if they got into real estate, it was uh, like a flip or you know, maybe like a single family home or something like that where really the the payoff was at the end on a flip uh, per- properties purchased, no one's in there, there's rehab going on and then sold. And so the, it was basically just an equity play. And, you know, the same with, with other investments, like the stock market, you put your money in and you hope that the, uh, the value increases over time so that you can appreciate that when you sell it. So I think a lot of people are coming into the investing space with more of like an equity appreciation, um, assumption about what they're, what they're going to be getting out of it. And they are surprised to find out that they actually get a paycheck. Uh, every quarter. Uh, not everyone does a quarterly. Sometimes it's annually. Sometimes it's monthly. Uh, but this is much more like you're buying a uh, an operating business, which you are, and you're getting your share of the uh, profits on a quarterly basis. So let's say we buy a property in January. By uh, the end of March, that first quarter's over, and we're sending out the first cash flow distributions to investors uh, within the first two weeks of April. And all that is is it's the uh, revenue collected from the property, rent, parking, laundry, any other revenue line items, all add all that up, subtract out the operating expenses like utilities and insurance, property management, and repairs, and then obviously your your mortgage payment. Whatever's left over is the operating profit for that period. And so the way our deals work is that money gets just divided up pro rata uh, amongst the investors and sent to them in an ACH on a quarterly basis. So while their their equity in the property is increasing uh, through that value-add business plan that's being executed, they're also getting a paycheck, which is great. And I think a lot of people are caught off guard by that in a good way uh, because they're used to just putting their money away and waiting for it to grow and not having a paycheck come in. Mm-hmm. Now, we should... 
be very clear here. This is how we structure our deals at Invictus. This isn't necessarily how every value add deal is going to be structured. Some operators don't start distributing cash flow until after one year. It depends on like the, the level of renovations going into a project. That's going to be a large part of it. But for us, we look for assets that are cash flowing from day one. That's one of the criteria we really like because it signals a very healthy, stable investment opportunity. And that's something that we helps us sleep better at night, knowing that the asset is already performing up to a minimum standard. Now, it's not going to set the world on fire. In the first year of a deal, the cash flow distributions might only be 5 or 6%. But if there's a preferred return on the project, say of 7%, then the way that we structure it, and a lot of operators do, is that that preferred return just carries over into the next year. So if we only deliver 5% of cash flow in year one, then that means you're owed another 2% in year two. So year two, you're getting 9% cash flow until you're caught back up. And so all this is to say cash flow distributions, they're a fantastic thing because let's say you want to offset your W-2 income. Well, that's not going to be very helpful if all you're doing is living between big capital event to next capital event. So a big refi to another sale. The cash flow distributions are quarterly income that you can actually live off of. You could reinvest it. You could do all sorts of things with it. But one of the really beautiful things, Dan, that we haven't even touched on, and this is where we're going to do our disclaimer and give a little asterisk mark here and just let everybody know we're not tax advisors. We don't pretend to be. We don't play one on TV. Well, I don't think you do, at least, do you? Not yet. Not, not yet. I like it. It's got his ambitions, his goals. Go to um, Hollywood. But one of the really cool things about cash flow distributions is that because of how these assets are depreciated, it's quite often the case that you're not going to be paying taxes on your cash flow distributions in the year that you receive them. Now, at some point, you're going to have to pay your taxes. Uncle Sam always comes comes a knock and you can't juke him out forever. But in the meantime, until that day comes, you can usually offset that that taxable liability for a good little while so that you can use those cash flow distributions for all sorts of things in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really powerful vehicle. And there's a lot of people that get into this asset class specifically for that reason. Uh, and even if you're not washing your cash, uh, or I'm sorry, your tax liability out to zero, uh, the effective tax rate for everybody is going to be less than it would be in most alternative investments, for example, the stock market. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what the depreciation schedule is and how that shakes out for each individual investor, Nine times out of 10, if not 9.9 .9 times out of 10, the tax liability on real estate syndication is going to be less than if they dump their money into Tesla stock. So, yeah, but I want to own a piece of Elon. No? Okay. Buy a Tesla, man. Or buy the stock, too. Do whatever you want. I want to buy that stock. It's going to go to the moon. I can feel it. No, I don't speculate. I'm an investor. And so we, we practice disciplined underwriting practices right is that mm -hmm. that's what we do exactly that's what everybody does though right yeah uh, yeah to a degree so that is going to do it for cash flow distributions it's not a big topic it's not a hard one to understand by any means but it's always surprising to us because we talk to a lot of passive investors every week and this one comes up pretty frequently where people go oh i'm getting cash flow that's cool so hopefully that answers any questions that you had about the topic and we will catch you guys next week
Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.